This is a podcast about betting on sports, which is something you can do to try and make money. One important thing to know is that this podcast is not going to be the reason you get rich from sports betting. To repeat, we are not going to get you rich. Your sleazeballs abound all over the internet. We'll be happy to take your money to chase down that lie. Here, at best, we might make you a little bit less awful of a better if you're lucky. Bet at your own risk. Don't bet more than you can afford to lose. And Godspeed. Welcome to 2021 from the Jay and Silent Rob podcast coming at you live the 7th day of January. We're already a week in, Mr. Jay Swall. What are your thoughts so far? Um, you know, new year, new me, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy to be in 2021 and and we've put all the bad things behind us in 2020. So I'm totally excited. normal. Yeah, totally excited to move forward here. Um, happy to report uh, in, in the D.C. metro area. Everything is normal. Um so, nothing yeah. weird going on over here. Nope, just another day in paradise. Uh, how about yourself? Happy New Year! Uh, we are both in our thirties now. the The decade of the Jay and Silent Rob has begun. <laughs> That's right, dude. This is our year. This is our decade. Now it's going. It's going all right, man. All things considered. Absolutely. Which is what you do. You do consider all things, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. is important. Um, but yeah, we, we've got playoff football. So I'm, I'm excited. We're going to go through the odds of each team to win the Super Bowl. We've got uh, got 14 teams in the dance, 12 of which are playing this week, two of which are on buys. The, Chief, uh, the Chiefs have the one seed in the AFC. They are on a buy. The Packers have the one seed in the NFC. They are on a buy. Uh, we're going to go through the six games of wildcard weekend. Uh, review the bets. I have a, I have bets on most games. I think two games I don't have a bet on. Um, but if I had a gun to my head, I, I would. Sh- I'm going to share the bet I would make. So if you want to, you know, put some entertainment money on it, go go after it. But just so you know, I'm not putting money on those two games. But we'll go over that. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the college football playoff. I, I do not bet uh, college football. Uh, I think I bet on two games this year. Uh, went one and one. Uh, Big bet on the Clemson game, and then last week, uh, which was a winner. I talked about this on the podcast, and then last week I had Alabama over Notre Dame. Alabama was dominating Notre Dame; they're up fourteen nothing. I texted a friend of mine. Uh, this is pretty much free money betting against Notre Dame in these BCS games, and then uh, Notre Dame got a backdoor cover, uh, scored a meaningless touchdown to get the the game within seventeen points. So that was all my fault. The jinx is real. Um, f- hashtag free money. Uh, but yeah, money, free, dude. Free, 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 free money. You know it. Um, but yeah, uh, anything you want to tell the listeners before we get into the, the odds of each team to win or are you ready to get started? Let's hit it. All right. So uh, the overwhelming favorite um, is the Chiefs. They have an implied total or excuse me, applied chance of winning the Super Bowl at uh, 32%. You get a little over two to one to your money. Uh, to if you put uh, let's say $100 on the Chiefs, you would get $207 back. Uh, obviously, you want to shop for the best prices. I, I took the the best offshore book, I can, uh, sports book that I can find. So you obviously want to shop around for these prices. Um, but I like this because this is probably the truest number we're going to get out there for our market. Uh, the implied number with that is 32%. Um, if you factor in the casinos hold, the true odds, at least market-wise, would probably be around 28 29%. Um, so the Chiefs, the only team above 20%, and obviously the only team in the 30s. Um, I like the Chiefs. If I had to pick one team, 
to win the Super Bowl, it would definitely be the Chiefs. Um, but I don't think betting the futures is the way to do it because we've talked about it all year. This is a team that um, falls down sometimes behind in games. And it's almost because they just know they can score at will. Um, and this was their, their MO in the playoffs last year. I believe they came back. They were down double digits in each game last year in the playoffs and came back and won. Um, so I would not bet them uh, futures price. I would wait to bet them in game. And let's say they fall. They're obviously on a buy this week. But let's say they um, fell behind in their in their division game next week. You bet them in game, maybe at even money, then roll that over into the next game. Uh, wait for a live opportunity, and you might be already at two to one odds by the second game, where um, you know they still even had haven't played the Super Bowl. Um, so that was just something I wanted I wanted to mention um, since we're not going to talk about the Chiefs this uh, that much. Uh, if I did have to pick one team, it would be the Chiefs. Um, but obviously, if someone get, offered me a bet and said um, you know fifty fifty straight up the Chiefs or take the field, I would take the field. Uh, any questions about that or anything about that live betting approach that you like or were interested about, Rob? No, no. Um, I think we'll get into some of the deeper Super Bowl bets that, that get to be even more interesting, but that checks out from my end. Yeah, and that's just a, to a reminder. I mean, this is just if you bet before the playoffs start, you know, you can do this. But um, another way to bet that is just to, to bet in-game and then take your winnings – and your original bet, and then just roll that over to the next game if you wanted to do that. Um, but futures are, sometimes provide value. I don't see a lot of value, um, to be honest with you. Uh, but I will, I will say the two teams that if I were forced to bet, I would make a bet on. Um, the second favorite is the Packers. There are about four and a half to one, which is an implied total of winning about eighteen percent of the time. So they're probably the true odds are somewhere around fifteen percent. Uh, I would not make this bet. Aaron Rodgers is is a uh, really good uh, quarterback, but um, that that's a little too high for me. I, I still think the Saints are probably a better team. The reason their odds are lower than the Saints is because the Packers have a bye this week. Um, but the Packers very easily could play the Buccaneers next week, and then the Saints um, the week after that. Or, um, yeah, could play the Buccaneers next week, and then the Saints the week after that, and then most likely face a better team than them uh, with the Chiefs, Bills, or maybe even the Ravens. Uh, so I don't see any value there. Um, I'm going to quickly go through the other odds because uh, I just want to spend a little bit more time with the Chiefs and Packers since we're not going to talk about them for the rest of the show. Uh, but the next favorite, can you guess who the next favorite is to win the Super Bowl? So essentially the the best team, quote unquote, that's playing wildcard weekend. So of the of the 12 teams you see on the screen, the odds we, we use right now, um, mm-hmm. what do you think is the team that has the best odds to win the Super Bowl? Hmm. Uh, I have two guesses. I think it's well. The the market has loved the Steelers for a while, even though you've been low on them. But you love the Bills, so I'm going to go one of Bills and Steelers. I'm going to cheat and, and say one of those two. So the Steelers have the eighth best odds. So the market has is caught up with me finally. Okay. Um, they're they're pretty much off the Steelers train. Uh, but you are correct. The Bills are the best team the market thinks playing this weekend. They have. Um, just over a five to one payout, or I should say five and a half payout, which is about a 15% implied odds. This is the best team in football the last five weeks, um, which is crazy because Josh Allen was kind of a question mark coming into this year and he'll probably be the second or third most vote getter for the MVP. 
just been a miraculous turnaround. Um, we could talk hours about it, but it's just a really outlier performance for him to be this good in terms of an improvement he made. Uh, and, and, you know, you'll see the talking heads debate. Oh, you know, Josh Allen, this Josh Allen, that, I mean, it's just an outlier. Um, and good for him. He's a very easily likable guy. Um, but he had some extreme, extreme accuracy issues that he corrected and that's fantastic. Um, but for every one quarterback that does that, there's hundreds that, that never fix it or even come close to what he did. So, um, good for him. So yes, the bills are, are number three, the saints are number four, right behind them at, at, uh, almost seven to one, which is an implied at 13%. Um, so probably right around 10% chance to win. Um, number five team is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are just under nine to one, which is about an implied of 10% chance of winning the Super Bowl. Uh, probably realistically closer to seven or eight. If you're talking about the actual odds, um, the sixth team would be the Ravens at 10 to one, which is about an implied, uh, 9%. So if you took that, it'd probably be about 7%. Um, I think that is a team and, and you could probably shop around and get a better number than the Ravens at, at 10 to one, probably get 12, maybe 13 to run 13 to one. If I was forced to make a bet, I would probably pick them. Um, and we'll talk a little bit that, um, when we get to their game for this weekend. Uh, but I, I do think at, at, somewhere around 12 to one, uh, there is some value there. Um, but I would rather bet that game to game because they've, if they win this week, they're very likely playing the chiefs next week. Uh, then we have the Seahawks at 15 to one, uh, which is implied odds about 6%. The Steelers at 18 to one, which is about 5%. The Rams and the Titans both at about 28 to one, which is right around 3%. Uh, the Colts, uh, at 50 to one, the Browns at 60 to one, uh, the Washington football team at a hundred to one and the Chicago bears just over, uh, a hundred to one at 115 to one. So realistically there's six teams that can win the super bowl. Uh, and I, I would actually lower that to five teams. I don't think Tampa Bay can win it. Um, I've, I've thought Tampa Bay has been overrated all year. Um, I actually have some bets on them this week. We'll get into that with the games, but if I had to pick five teams to win the Super Bowl, I would pick the chiefs, Packers, uh, saints, bills, and the Ravens. Um, the only reason I would pick the Packers over the other three teams is just because they don't have to play a game this weekend. Um, but, um, if I had to pick a team in the AFC, I talked about the Ravens. If I had to make a bet on a team in the NFC, I would pick the saints at somewhere around probably seven to one. You can probably get eight to one if you shop around uh, at, at the best places. Uh, but I myself, I'm not making any of those bets. I'm just saying if, if I had a gun to my head, that's what I would do. Any questions, concerns, thoughts before we get into the, this week's games? Nope. Hit it. All right. So uh, starting off, we have Saturday in beautiful Buffalo, Indianapolis traveling to Buffalo. They are a six-point underdog at Buffalo. So Buffalo is the favorite. We've talked about um, how the Bills are the best team uh, in the last five weeks. Um, I, I have a bet on this, the Bills at minus six and a half. The market has come down to six. Um, I, I feel this way, A, because I think the Bills are the better team. And I, I make this number about seven. Uh, I had a futures bet on the Colts this year. And they, so I watched them pretty closely and I, I just been very unimpressed with the Colts 
really. I think they're a very mediocre team. Uh, but the first thing people will talk about with the Colts is their defense. And first of all, their defense really isn't even that good. And second of all, defense is not important. Uh, really, you just need an average defense. It's all about the offense. And the Colts, all the Colts can do is run the ball. And they're, and they're fairly good at running the ball. Um, but passing the ball is way more important uh, and it's way more efficient. Uh, and Phillip Rivers has just been pretty, pretty terrible at, at um, passing the ball this year. And you're telling me he needs to go on the road outside in Buffalo. Uh, remember, obviously, the Indianapolis Colts playing a dome. Um, and, and the Bills have, have been white hot. Um, the only pause I have here is maybe the Bills are a little too hot. And it kind of reminds me of the Ravens of last year. The Ravens were at a very similar spot. Lamar Jackson made it, was the MVP last year. Um, second half of the season, they were the hottest team in football. Bills are kind of like that too. Um, the, all that being said, just because it's under a touchdown, I, I like this. I wouldn't take it at seven, but anything under seven, I do like the Bills. I have the Bills in a lot of teasers though. I have them in, in a couple of teasers that I'll mention. So tease down to where they just have to win the game. Uh, I also think the Colts um, might take an early lead in this game. They, they've played well in the first half in most of their games, but they've been really bad in the second half. Um, so you might want to look at the Bills live here if the Colts do go, get out to a, a lead. Um, but the Bills are unequivocally a better team. Um, so I, I feel strongly about that. The only pause I have is is um, maybe the Bills are a little too hot. Um, but at the end of the day, that's all narrative-based. Um, and, and, and we'll live with that. Thoughts, feelings uh, before we get to the next game there, Rob? Yeah, why, why does too hot maybe matter? Is it sort of a team psychology thing where they're like, yeah, we've cruised through five games in a row so they don't show up to play? Um, it's it's more that they're this hot and they are a relatively young team. So they, they made the playoffs last year and lost in the first round. But the Bills, the Bills haven't uh, won in the division in 25 years. So it's kind of one of those things where, um, you know, they don't have the experience in the playoffs. Josh Allen is just, he's been so good that it's almost like you get to the second season and it's a reset. And like I said, it's, it's, it's really what happened last year with the Ravens. Um, and, and maybe that's just recency bias. It, it, but like I said, I'm, I'm still putting my money behind the bills. I'm just trying to develop an argument on the other side. And the Colts are a very professional organization. I just don't think they have that high of a ceiling. Um, so they'll, they'll show up in this game. Um, but they just don't have the upside to compete with the Bills. Um, mm-hmm. they, like I said, they can run the ball. They can keep it close. They have a, they have a you know, a, a above average defense. Uh, but if the Bills bring their A, even B game, um, they, they, should, they should cruise to a victory here and probably win by, by 7, 10, maybe even 14 points. Uh, I will say the Colts did get lucky, and this is midday. The Buffalo weather is not too, too bad. It'll be in the mid-30s. Um, but, you know, had this been a night game, or you got a lake effect snow or something of that nature. I would like this a lot more given Josh Allen is about 15 years younger than Phillip Rivers. Um, but, you know, I, I, I could see a scenario in which the Colts um, keep this one close. Um, but like I said, uh, the Bills are, Bills are just a better team. Uh, and like I said, that teaser bringing it down to where the Bills only have to win the game, I think that's a big factor uh, because Phillip Rivers teams are, are known for keeping – games close both when they're favored and both when they're underdogs. 
So like I said, if the Colts do come out to a lead, don't be afraid to bet the, the Bills live. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the next game. We have the Los Angeles Rams traveling to beautiful Seattle. Um, right now, the Seahawks are some places a three-point favorite, some places three and a half. Um, th- this is one. It's very interesting because two weeks ago, the, this exact game happened. Uh, it was essentially for who got to win the division. So it was a meaningful game for both teams. The spread on that game was one and a half for the Seahawks. So we need to look at this and say, all right, what's changed in two weeks for two points? And you might say, all right, well, two points, that doesn't seem like that much going from one and a half to three and a half. But as we know, it's going across the three, which is very important. Um, so what's changed? And the answer that's changed is uh, Jared Goff, the Rams quarterback, has gotten hurt. Um, but I think even you know by, by now, I hate Jared Goff. Uh, I think Jared Goff is, is a fraud. It's really all Sean McVay, the offensive coordinator slash head coach for the Rams. And they essentially had a guy come off the street last week and win them a must-win game. Um, and he's a more mobile quarterback, uh, John Wolford. Uh, but he pretty much just had to not lose the game. Now, there's other factors. They were playing the Cardinals, who, who needed to win to get in, and they didn't get in because they lost, obviously. Um, but Kyler Murray was hurt, things of that nature. But there's still, a, a, you know, it's pretty much a three-point spread, I think, for that game. Or actually, I think it might have been a pick last week. Uh, so the way I look at it is, is Jared Goff's not worth two points, and, and especially two points where it goes across the three. Uh, this is a division game. This is uh, so the third time playing each other. The first time they played each other, the uh, Rams won. Two weeks ago, the Seahawks won, and they won by, I think it was 10 or 11 points, but it was a fairly close game. Five field goals were kicked in that game, and it was a low-scoring game. Both these games, um, the under came in. So I'm going to take the Rams here, plus 3.5, but the bet I like even more is teasing the Rams up to 9.5, just because I think this is going to be a really close game. I I think uh, the Seahawks win the game more times than not. Right, They probably win the game 55 60% of the time. But um, they, it's going to be a close game. The spread or the total is the lowest of the week at 42 and a half. And division games, especially the third time you're playing the playoffs, favors um, lower scoring games. So I'll take the points in a lower expecting game. Um, thoughts, feelings on that. Any Jared Goff jokes you have? Yes, your Jared Goff is my Elon Musk. We have both called them frauds and and sort of been wrong. Everyone else has disagreed. That's kind of funny. I think you said tease the Rams up to, did you say nine or did I mishear you on that? Nine and a half. Yeah. So because it's at three right now or three and a half, Mm -hmm. I teased it up to nine and a half. Um, The nine is not especially important, but it's better than not having the nine. Right. Um, But yes, I, I just, it's more about getting to seven. Um, the eight becomes more valuable nowadays just because of two point conversions and extra points being missed more often. Um, but, but yeah, uh, I, I do have insider information. Our, our good friend, Andy Andrews, I asked him what has been wrong with the Seahawks offense. So since week 13, um, the Seahawks have ranked 23rd in EPA per play, uh, and that's expected, uh, points per attempt. Uh, and that, that's obviously bad. So first half of the year, I think even you remember people were saying Russell Wilson for MVP. He's throwing the mm-hmm. ball everywhere. He's going crazy. They've reverted to a really conservative offense. Um, 
you know, and our, our source here, Andy A has told us that, um, you know, their offensive line has been a huge issue and, you know, they, they've just gone more conservative. Uh, he, he mentions the offensive line, which I agree with, and they're going up against the Rams who have arguably the best defense in football, uh, and the best disruptor in Aaron Donald at nose tackle. And yes, I know we've talked about defense doesn't matter. Um, but you do have certain line, you know, matchups, um, that do matter. Um, and, and like I said, the Seahawks offense just has not been good. Uh, I wouldn't play this at three. It's all about getting that three and a half. Uh, but I do like to tease anything through that. Uh, it gets you above a touchdown. Uh, and the eight points is good too. So if you get plus nine, that's great. Plus nine and a half. That's awesome. Plus eight and a half, all that. I love that tease. And then finally, we have Tampa Bay and Tom Brady traveling to beautiful Washington, D.C. metro area and coming to Prince George's County. We, we are hosting a game in Landover, Maryland. Um, right now, the Bucks are a eight-point favorite, uh, total at 44.5. I have numerous bets in this game. My favorite bet of the game is probably Washington's team total under 17.5. Um, right now we don't even know who starting quarterback is for Washington. Alex Smith cannot move. He legitimately not mobile. I mean, I love Alex Smith and, and but it, it's just a, the truth. Uh, Ron Rivera came out and said they might rotate quarterbacks. Um, Heineke, I think his name is, is the backup has only been with the team for, for a month. Uh, Dwayne Haskins got cut because he's a fucking moron. Um, <laughs> No other way about it. I mean, I've been I've been blasting this guy for for the whole what whole season. Um, you know, side note, I, I hope everything you know he gets his shit straight on a personal level. But from a football standpoint, I mean, the guy is just absolute trash. Um, but we'll save that for another day. Uh, but yeah, I, I just don't understand how the how Washington scores three touchdowns in this game. Um, now maybe a touchdown and. Uh, three or excuse me, four field goals. But even then, that's that's kind of tough to see. Two touchdowns and and, and two field goals, maybe. Uh, but I, I just really can't see it. Um, Washington's only real chance is their defense scoring. Uh, and pretty much, if we have if we avoid a uh, defensive score by Washington, uh, I, I think we're good with that bet. Uh, but I have teased the Bucks down from eight to two in uh, on several bets. Uh, I have a two unit play with the Buccaneers and the bills, both teased down. I really like that. Uh, and actually have the Buccaneers teased with the Rams. So I really like this piece teased down to a two. I, I just can't see, I, I can see this game going a couple of different ways. I can see the Buccaneers just absolutely destroying Washington. And then I can also see this game going to where it's a really low scoring game, you know, maybe 14, 10 or, or something of that nature, but I really can't see, Washington winning this game. I just can't. Um, so I really like that tease piece. Um, the, the Buccaneers tease from eight to two is my favorite. I would say, I know I just talked about the team total, um, but I, I, I was considering the, the spread. I don't like the spread at minus eight, but the tease down from uh, eight to two is my favorite or second favorite bet of the week. Uh, we'll get to my favorite bet in the Sunday games. Uh, but I, I just don't see where Washington scores points here. Uh, Tom Brady hopefully doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, and the thing I do like is Chase Young, the star defensive uh, rookie uh, for the Washington football team, called out uh, Tom Brady. He says, we're excited for Tom Brady. So 
the Bucks should not be overlooking this team, which is good. Um, because if you saw their performance on Sunday night, um, it would be reasonable to overlook this this team. They, they, they're just not good. They won the worst division of all time. Uh, and, but they get to host a playoff game. So stranger things have happened. Anything from Indianapolis, Buffalo, uh, Rams, Seahawks, or Tampa Bay, Washington, before we move on to the Sunday games? Nope. Finally, finally figuring them teasers out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Two years, and I might understand what a teaser is. <laughs> yeah, they, they're yeah, they're they're good to have in the old toolbox. Sundays games, moron. <laughs> Sundays games uh, only have action in one of these games, uh, but it is my favorite ba- uh, game of the week to, or bet of the week, I should say. Uh, Baltimore at Tennessee. Uh, I have uh, the Ravens minus three. Uh, I don't think this is available. You'd have to pay a pretty penny to get the minus three now. Uh, I got this when it opened, but I had this a five unit bet for the Ravens. Uh, I, I just, I, I love this bet right now. I think the Ravens are playing their best football. They're a much better team than Tennessee. Uh, and the last two times these teams played, Tennessee won. Tennessee upset the Ravens last year in the playoffs as double digit underdogs. Um, it was one of the flukiest games I've ever seen in my life. Um, Ravens, they, outgained them by 200 yards. Now, some of that was just how the game script went, but the other part of that was Tennessee, like in the leverage, uh, the, the leverage plays, which is fourth down plays, turnovers, things of that nature, they all went Tennessee's way. So I think Tennessee was like two, went three and three or two and two on fourth down conversions, whereas the Ravens went 0 and five. Um, so it, th- that was very fluky. Earlier this year, uh, the Ravens hosted Tennessee. They were six and a half point favorites. Um, they twice in the second half, the Ravens had a ninety percent win uh, probability. Held Derrick Henry in check for three quarters, uh, and then had some really fluky plays happen in the fourth quarter. And Tennessee ended up taking that game to overtime and winning in overtime on a long Derrick Henry run. The Ravens are going to be ready. They're a better organization. They're a better football team. Um, I like this bet. Anything minus four or less, I, I like this bet. Um, you know, I, I, beginning of the season, the Ravens and, and the Chiefs, the market thought were pretty much neck and neck the best team. Ravens have had a really weird year, COVID-fueled year, uh, underwhelmed the early season. But the last three or four weeks, they've played cupcakes, but they've dominated four professional football teams in the last four weeks. Um, and I think, you, you know, you could say well, they haven't played anyone, um, but I'm going to take the, the the leap of faith here that this is the team we thought, maybe not 100% we thought preseason, but, but pretty close to what we thought preseason. And I also think Tennessee is relatively frauds. Um, yes, defense doesn't matter, but they have the worst defense in the playoffs. Um, they might have the worst defense in the NFL. But maybe, I'm talking about teams that have been eliminated too. Maybe the Detroit Lions are, are worse, um, but their defense is horrid, absolutely horrid. Uh, and I think the Ravens are, are, are gonna are gonna smash them. Um, so yeah, love love the Ravens. Anything minus four or less, bet responsibly, obviously. But uh, I, I I probably will be my favorite bet of the whole playoffs. Uh, next two games. Uh, do you want to mention anything about that before I, I talk about the last two games? Want to make sure I heard something right? You said five units on this bad boy. Yeah, five five units. Um, I I just I uh, I I wouldn't play five units at 
unless you get minus three at an even price, I would play minus, I'd probably do three units at minus three and a half or minus four, um, just because three is such a key number. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I hit it as soon as it opened and, and we haven't seen a minus three since I think Monday. So you're probably not going to see that. If you do see it again, that's great. Then, then, you know, hammer accordingly. But uh, yeah, I think three units is proper for minus three and a half or, or minus four. All right. Yep. Uh, Chicago at New Orleans. Uh, we have the Saints as a 10-point favorite right now. The toll's at 47 and a half. Um, the line's inflated, uh, but it's a tax on betting on the better team. Um, so numbers-wise, yeah, taking the 10, especially the 10 and a half, is the right play on the Bears. But I, I, I don't want any part of that. The Bears, Mitchell Trubisky, they're just they're not a good football team. Um, you know, you want to play the numbers, you want to take the Bears, you have at it. Um, but the Saints are, are, you can make an argument, are the best team in the NFC. They, it's, it's honestly remarkable they didn't go to the Super Bowl the last four years. Um, they've lost in some very, very painful ways. Um, I, I lost two futures bets because of them, and, and uh, many a cuss word was said. Uh, but Sean Payton, much better coach, uh, better quarterback, better team, better defense, better offensive line. Uh, yeah. You know, if you want to play the numbers, go ahead. Take Bears plus ten and a half, and have fun rooting for Mitch Trubisky. Uh, but that that won't be myself. Uh, then we have the Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Spread is at six. Um, totals of forty-seven and a half. Um, I would take the Browns here if, if I had to make a bet. Uh, I'll actually before we get to this game, I did say if I had to bet something in the Bears Saints game, I would give something out just for entertainment money. I would take the team total. I think it's around seventeen and a half for the Bears under. If I had to make a bet, but like I said, I am not betting that game. Uh, Browns at Steelers. Like I said, the Steelers are six point favorites. Um, I would bet the Cleveland Browns if I had to, but um, there is COVID issues with the Browns right now. Their head coach and play caller is out. Uh, just too many variables. I, I don't want to kind of get involved with it. Um, one thing I will say just on that note with the play caller being out, a lot of teams have the first 15 plays scripted, which means they're, they're, you know, pre-game, they um, have these plays out there. So usually not having your play caller is not that big of a disadvantage in those first 15 plays. Cause you know, you, you create them before the game. It's after those 15 plays uh, is where you see the major kind of, disadvantage if you will because it's more dependent on what the game is happening the game script and you saw this last week actually with clemson ohio state clemson was without their offensive coordinator first half the first quarter especially kept it close i think they were leading for a little bit uh and then ohio state really just stepped on the gas and clemson's offense just never got going um obviously that's one sample size it could be for other reasons uh, but just something to keep in mind of, of maybe the browns get out to a lead um, and then maybe you take the, the Steelers at like an even money or something like that. Um, but just something to be aware of. I am not a fan of the Steelers at all. Um, I, I, I just don't want to bet against them here given that scenario. Uh, but I would be shocked if I wasn't betting against them next week, if they were to advance in the playoffs, uh, anything before we review the bets there, Rob, let's go hit them bets. All right. Just so to review, uh, biggest play of the week. I have Ravens minus three. Uh, minus 110. That's not really available anymore, but if it does come back to that, uh, I have that as a five-unit play. Uh, I would make it a three-unit play if you have minus three and a half or minus four. Uh, second biggest bet, I have the Bills teased down to a pick 
uh, and the Buccaneers tease down to minus two. That's a two unit play. I have uh, the Rams plus three and a half uh, at one unit. I had to pay a little bit for that. I had minus 117 for that uh, at one unit for Rams plus three and a half. Uh, another teaser I have is the Buccaneers minus two again with the Rams plus nine and a half. That's one unit. Um, and then I have the Washington football team under 17 and a half points. Uh, I had to pay a little bit more for that minus minus one thirty. Uh, and then I have the bills minus six and a half, uh, for one unit. Um, and remember you can look live. If the, let's say the Colts this is the only kind of pregame live action I'm looking at is if the Colts are to come out with a lead in that game, I would look to bet the bills live. Um, if that were to occur, nothing else I'm really looking at odds wise. Um, obviously that doesn't mean I'm, I'm not going to bet something live, but that's just pregame what I'm, I'm at an angle I'm looking at. Um, so yeah, those are my bets. Anything before we get to the old, uh, amateur football championship. Nah, big weekend, dude. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, it, it's, it's a great weekend for football. Um, three playoff games and then college football. Um, like I said, I, I do not bet, uh, college football. I haven't, I didn't do it this year. Um, but you know, it is a national championship game. Ohio state is a eight point underdog, uh, facing Alabama. They are the total here. Rob is 74 and a half. 74 and a half. Now I'm old enough to remember when the SEC was all about defense, um, but Alabama pretty much has the best offense of all time, maybe as good as last year's LSU team. Um, It it really is impressive. Um, And Ohio State won as a upset Clemson as seven-point underdogs last week. Uh, They kind of blew out Clemson, which was really impressive. Justin Fields made himself some money. Um, so they were talking about him being like a fringe first rounder, second rounder, and and now he's pretty much solidified. He's going to go top ten. Um, some people were even saying maybe he had some broken ribs. I know our insider Braden Clark uh, thought he had broken ribs, um, but he very well may have. He might be injured for this game. He's definitely not going to be a hundred percent. But uh, but yeah, Alabama they were nineteen and a half point favorites against Notre Dame. Pretty much destroyed them, but left the back door open. Notre Dame covered. Uh, if you look at the advanced metrics, uh, Alabama should have probably won by like 30 points, but they, they kind of just let off the gas and, and wanted to get their guys healthy. I think the way to bet this is hopefully Alabama comes down to seven points. If it comes down to seven or, or obviously under seven, I would go ahead and take Alabama at minus seven or under seven. Um, I don't expect that to happen. Uh, so what I would do is put half a unit, if this doesn't happen right before the game, at minus eight or minus nine uh, for Alabama. And then just because the total is so high at 74 and a half, at some point in the game, uh, Alabama should be under a touchdown. Uh, And once that happens, then I would put either another half unit or even a full unit on Alabama. Um, Now, if you see the line before kick get to like nine, nine and a half, I would make sure you bet it before it gets to 10 because 10 is obviously an important number. Uh, But if it gets under... Uh, if it gets under eight and it goes to seven, that's fantastic. I would, I would bet that for a full unit. Uh, but if it weren't to do that, it would stay in between this kind of no man's land of in between seven and a half and nine and a half. I would bet half a unit. If Alabama comes out and blows, you know, destroys them. All right, great. You win half a unit. If Ohio state takes an early lead, um, then you get Alabama at a better price. 
And you can make the determination if you want to go half unit or full unit on that. Thoughts, feelings uh, on that or anything else there, Rob? When was the last time we watched Ohio State in a championship really come through? Uh, it's been a while. It has. It has. And I, I will say, you know, prior? yeah, maybe, maybe I, I we got to get League of Barty on that. Um, our, our college football expert. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely the big 10 narrative. The way I look at it is, is Ohio state was a seven point underdog against Clemson. And I think the look ahead line was like Alabama would have been a four point favorite against, against, um, Clemson, in the national title game. So Ohio state just pretty much came off a 90 to 95th percent, uh, you know, performance against Clemson. I mean, blew them out as seven point underdogs. Um, but if you look at the two games prior to that, Justin Fields did not play very well for Ohio State and his MO. So I just know these guys for their draft profile just because to get them ready for the NFL. And, and I do bet on the NFL draft as that gets closer. So that's kind of how I follow college football. And his MO is being inconsistent. Um, whereas, I mean, Alabama is just just unbelievably good. Uh, and I did watch the Notre Dame-Alabama game full through and it's just one sample size, but I mean, they, they were just absolutely impressive. So that's my two cents. Like I said, I don't bet on this. I, I do. I am going to put that bet in though. I am going to do that. Um, the half unit, or if it comes down to seven, a full unit. Um, but like I said, I, I, I don't do this for really serious, serious money throughout the year. So take it with a grain of salt. Uh, I'm assuming you'll be man two two schools that, are not near and dear to your heart. Who will you be rooting for there, Rob? You you're, you got to be SEC. You got to be pulling for the SEC, right? It's got to be SEC. I'm, I'm going to leave you with one uh, one last college football question for you, uh, Mr. J. Swab. What campus was I on one week ago today? What campus were you on? Mm-hmm. Um, University of Vermont. No, no. New Mexico State University, baby. Las Cruces, Aggies. Ooh, hour away from uh, El Paso. Yep. What, what yep. in the heck were you doing down there? We did a little national parks trip, hit, hit a few cool places in New Mexico. White Sands, highly recommend that one. Very cool. Yeah, New Mexico State is just right off the um, right off the highway. It's just right off the highway. 10 and 25, baby. That's Las yeah. Cruces. Can you name the sibling yep. uh you, okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was, yep. was going to be very pissed if you didn't know it. Yeah. No, I know that. Here's a good ball player. Yes. Shout out to the Marquez fam and all ballers from the LA slash Seattle area. <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> all right. Well, if that's it, we're going to let you go. Um, happy New Year and uh, sending good 2021 vibes to everyone. Catch you next week. Peace.